The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. It's time for another Good Money Moves on News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell along with... Jenna Tobble from the First Alliance Credit Union, and I see you brought along again, Troy Brenhog. I did, I did. Good to see you both again. Good morning. What are we going to do today? Are we going to, this is our big recap episode? It is. I feel It's one of those things where it's the end of the year. We've talked about a lot of different things over the past six months since we started this Good Money Moves program. I thought it would be a good opportunity to just kind of sit down, talk about some of the key components of financial literacy that we've gone over and really just kind of highlight some of the important points that we've made over the last six months. Okay. Well, you mentioned financial literacy. Yes. Kind of the whole idea of this program. It is. What do you mean by financial literacy? Good question. So financial literacy is really just the ability to understand various financial topics that's related to managing your personal finances successfully. Successfully Successfully. being the key word. Um, So that includes pretty much every area that we've covered um, so far on Good Money Moves. So budgeting, we've talked about um, episodes 15 through 18. We talked about understanding debt and your credit scores. That was episodes 3 to 10. We talked about interest rates last week, episode 23. And you'll be happy to know I retained what APY and APR mean. <laughs> see? I actually finally, I mean, I've seen APY a million times and yeah. I guess I never even tried to understand it. Yeah. Now I've got it. Sure. Now you it know, something. compounding yeah. interest. <laughs> yeah. So what, let's see. We've also talked about a lot about the importance of savings. We did um, episodes 11 to 14. We covered that those topics. Um, and then just a couple weeks ago, episodes 21 and 22, we talked about identity theft issues and, and kind of information safety. Yeah. So those are really those kind of five pillars of financial literacy that if you have a, a solid understanding of, of these areas, you're probably going to be making some really smart choices with your money, making good money moves. We have covered a lot of ground in six months. Yeah. Are you exhausted? <laughs> a lot of information. I've learned a lot. Good. So I know we've talked about this before. But I guess that's probably the most important thing we do talk about. What, why is financial literacy or making good money moves, which we like to refer to it, why is it so important to every? I mean, it, sh- it should be important to everyone. But maybe we could expand on that. Sure. Well, money is what makes the world go round, right? It is. Yeah. So at the end of the day, um, most people, well, all people get their income from somewhere, right? Um, all but what? I think... of the population is employed, right? So that comes from a paycheck. So if you know what you should be doing with the money that you are making, um, it allows you to maybe plan for your future, right? Um, And save some money. It also allows you, um, when you're planning, to maybe take a look and see what's important to you. Some people are really good at saving. Other people aren't. They borrow money, right? Which is okay. There's room in this world for everyone. Um, Financial literacy um, doesn't mean you have to be an expert um, uh, about your money. There's enough people um, out there that are experts. And all you have to do is have the ability to ask them. Mm -hmm. 
tap into that knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. With the First Alliance Credit Union. I'll throw that in for you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. with that being said, um, it, it, that ranges from not depositing or borrowing money, but just sitting down and saying, having a, uh, what I call a powwow, right? And a whole bunch of what ifs and putting that together. So it builds your knowledge base. Well, when you have just kind of that basic understanding of things, it empowers you to be able to ask more questions because you don't know what you don't know. But if you have that little bit of kind of knowledge base to pull from, you can start asking better questions to really understand your situation better. It is. Money is a tool. It is. And like it or not, I don't know if there are folks, oh, I don't care about the money, but I mean, it is required to navigate, eat, you know, have a roof over your head, put food in your mm-hmm. tummy, yeah. get to and from work. It's a reality. And it can cause a heck of a lot of stress if you are not managing it well. Right. It, yeah. It dictates, right? It dictates what you're able to do a lot of times because most things in life cost money. Yeah. yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. If they're, I hate to be trite if they're worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Somebody, well, somebody had to earn their living by providing you that product or that service. Mm-hmm. And, Somewhere along the line, people made decisions to put it at your doorstep or on the shelf of the store or on the right. you know the plate the server's bringing to you, and there you know there's money changing hands through that entire process. Oh, it's absolutely. a big circle, right? Yeah, you make mm-hmm. it, you buy it, people get employed. Okay, financial literacy. We hope over the last six months we've expanded that a little bit. How many? Yeah. Is there any way to know how many people are financially literate or illiterate? Um, there is. So there. The the National Financial Capability Study by FINRA, that's something that they do pretty consistently every year. Um, so it's a basically it's a five-question financial literacy quiz. You can go online and take it for yourself and kind of gauge it. So if you – there's only about a third of the population that can answer four or more of the questions correct on oh, this goodness. quiz. So that – that would tell you that there's about two-thirds of the population that probably isn't very financially literate is what I'm getting at. Right. Right. So the types of questions that are on there are pretty basic things, like the very much what we've talked about here. So interest rates, you know, mortgages, financial risks, so credit score kind of thing. Um, but really what that translates to in real terms for people uh, is more important than whether or not you can answer, you know, questions on a quiz. It it has real life consequences for people when they don't have this knowledge base. And we've talked about some of these statistics before, but I'm just going to put some out there that I think are, are really important to understand. So when you don't have people who are financially literate, you end up with things like 38% of U.S. households that have credit card debt. And on average, they're owing over $16,000 with APRs above 16%. That's, that's a lot of money in debt. It's a lot, a lot of money of being paid in interest. In mm-hmm. interest, yep. Um, so another statistic that comes out of this is 56% of American adults have less than $10,000 saved for retirement. And that's in about 33% of those have nothing at all. That's really scary to think it about. It is scary to think about. Um, you get to the end of your working years and you And they're have not a the end of your working years anymore. No, they won't be. Right. No. They won't be. Um, 44% of Americans don't have enough cash to cover even $400 of an emergency cropping up. That's a very minor car breakdown. Yeah. 
Yeah. So like I said, having those those basic financial literacy skills is very important because if you don't, it, it really does have real world consequences for you and the people around you. And we've talked about this before too. You know, only only a third of people actively maintain a household budget. I mean, that's and that would explain all the previous statistics. It does. Right. It does. Yeah. These. I mean, if you think about these all together in context, it makes a lot of sense and it paints this really vivid picture of the state of financial literacy in America. Um, I can't believe that the two thirds that we're talking about are really probably very happy with the situation they're in. No. And I I stress that that Mm -hmm. comes with. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that kind of brings me to my next point. Um, So 60% of Americans do believe that they will one day be financially stable, but when you ask them how they get to that point, they can't tell you. They don't know the right steps to take. Um, And again, just goes to show you that there's so much room for improvement here and there's lots of things that you know that's why it's so important to us that we have that we talk about this stuff on good money moves that we have our blog that we share all this information on why we you know train our staff to have these hard conversations with people about their finances and not just giving them a loan because they have a, a certain credit score it's making sure that they understand all the parts that go with that um and speaking, you know, credit scores, my last statistic that I wanted to share, a third of the U.S. population has a credit score of 620 and below. So, or as we talked about before, that's that poor credit, poor credit rating. Which yeah. translates into high interest rates. Yeah. Or being turned down. Yeah. yeah. Inability mm-hmm. to get credit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So okay. it, it all plays together. This is why it's so important because it really does have real world consequences for people if they don't have the the knowledge base they need. So what we're going to do when we come back after this break is talk about some of the things that we've covered yeah. that could impact in a positive way those kind of grim statistics. Exactly. Okay. Jenna Topple, Troy Brenhog from First Alliance Credit Union. I'm Andy Brownell. We'll be right back on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell. News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM, along with Jenna Tobble, Troy Brenhog from First Alliance Credit Union. And we're kind of reviewing our first six months of doing Good Money Moves and all the things we've touched on. And we left our audience with some pretty depressing oh, statistics thanks to Jenna. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but now we'll move on to uh, greener pastures. The things that we've talked about, those financial literacy moves, the good money moves that can change that and take somebody from that two-thirds financial illiterate or not making good money moves mm-hmm. segment of the population to those who are starting to benefit from the money that they're working so hard for. Exactly. And I imagine we're going to start with budgeting because that's kind of the b- first thing you have to do, right? Step one, budget. Step one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. What can we take away from those episodes that we did on budgeting? Um, budgeting. Maybe the single most important thing you can do with your money. Um, I say that because if you don't know where your money's going, um, it's very hard to control it. Um, 
a budget um, will allow you to align and give you a guide um, into how to spend your money or what to spend your money on. Um, one of the grim statistics that Jenna shared was um, we have uh, over 40% of Americans who don't have $400 in the case of an emergency. What a budget would do would allow you to help save up for that, right? Um, also, um, if you don't have a budget and you have plans to go on vacation, my question to you would be, how are you going to do that? How are you going to go on vacation? I'm just going to put it on that 19% credit card yeah, and not worry about it. Right. That's what a lot of people do. Well, it is. I, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, in past lives, I was guilty of that. Sure. Sometimes that's the best way to learn, right? You've yeah. got to experience it in order to, in order to understand the effects of mm-hmm. a good move or a bad move, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we call that the vacation hangover. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <dude>. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that four-day yeah. trip, just, and we're still paying for it a year from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, we see it all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be a little bit glib here, but mm-hmm. I can imagine in your role at First Alliance, if somebody came in to apply for a significant loan, I think the first question I might ask is, do you have a budget? And if they said no, I would go, oh. am I being glib or does that kind of factor into no. your decision-making process? It, it, it very well does. Um, in fact, um, for a majority of people that are sub 700 credit scores, that's our question, right? Because most people aren't a below a 700 credit score without missed payments or a lot of credit card debt. Which if, are both indicators of no budget. Uh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Or overspending, right? Um, so if you're above a 700 credit score, um, a lot of times uh, that just shows um, how well you can manage your money because you make your payments. Mm-hmm. You're not borrowing an excessive amount of money to do the things that you deem are necessary to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as we talked about in our budgeting episodes, and there were more than a few of them, probably the hardest part about it is actually just getting started. And once you get rolling, it's not really all that hard. And yeah. I know you guys at the credit union at First Alliance, they can make it even easier because you have some pretty cool tools that are available on your website. Oh, yes, we do. <laughs> uh, so my favorite one that I've talked about many times before is our My Money tool that we have inside of our online banking. Um, it basically takes all of your transactions and not just your transactions that you have at First Alliance, but if you have accounts at other financial institutions, you can pull those into this tool as well. So it truly aggregates everything you have going on and and kind of creates a budget for you. It shows you your spending habits and kind of categorizes everything for you. So you, it makes it that much easier yeah. to do. Um, it does take a little bit of time to get set up, but once you have it set up and, and you have your categories set that you want to be tracking, like, oh my gosh, you just go and log in and just look at it at any time and you'll know exactly where you're at, whether you're on budget, over budget. It's it's so nice. Um, I can almost guarantee your initial response will be, I can't believe I'm spending that much money eating out. <laughs> Food is so expensive. <laughs> but it tastes so good. Oh, I know. It's, it's, well, it's that discretionary. It's one of those it's, really easy to control pieces of discretionary funding. Everybody has to eat, but you don't have to eat out. Exactly. It's about choices and making yeah. good choices for yourself. Um, 
another tool that I want to point out is our My Cards feature within our mobile banking app. And what this does is it allows you to set up budgeting categories for your debit card. So if you only want to spend X amount on gas, you can set that up for gas stations to only allow you to spend your $100 in gas a month or whatever it is. And it will stop you from spending if you have parameters set. That is a really cool feature. It is so cool. (laughs) And it, it alerts you when you've made a purchase so that you know you can it's a kind of a fraud measurement there too um just lots of really cool resources that we offer our members for free clear to listeners that i'm sure that there's an override on this yeah this is 100 percent what you choose to set up (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. sorry no more gas for you this month yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but some people want to be that you know really strict with that and that's one way to keep them thinking about it going well i don't want my card to be declined so i'm going to make sure that i'm staying in my budget it's kind of the mindset about the eating out thing that too that's one where you could set a strict limit and that would be yeah a great way to police it it is it is it can be really helpful what i said i would do and Mm -hmm. we're gonna stay at home and eat the rest of this month yeah yeah and for those who are listening who aren't first alliance credit union members yet we do have a budgeting calculator that you can download off of our website you don't have to be a member to use this um but it'll walk you through how to kind of set up your first budget and then it will kind of um calculate what your budget should be and where you're at in the year and kind of show you whether or not you're on track or not. And that's so, available to anyone. Then. To anyone to download off Neat. our website. Yep. So go to the First Alliance Credit Union website yep. and, and take advantage of all this. Yeah. We're going to talk more about the things that we've discussed in our first six months of Good Money Moves to help make you more financially literate and make those good money moves when we come back on News Talk 1340, Carol C. AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking good money moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble's here as well. Troy Brenhog from the First Alliance Credit Union. And we're doing a recap. We are. As we move towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it. Six months of doing good money moves. Where, uh, we went through budgeting just mm-hmm. a moment ago, but uh, leading back to borrowing money, yeah. taking out a loan, credit scores, maybe a quick overview on how that all works. Yeah, be happy to do. That's kind of um, your expertise. There, yeah, isn't it? yeah. Loans, I love them. <laughs> um, so credit score, right? Uh, everybody strives to get the highest possible credit score. Um, some of the main factors behind um, achieving a great credit score is first and foremost, make your payments on time, right? Um, that seems logical. Yeah, 35% of your credit score, right? After that, uh, the next 30% goes to capacity. A uh, quick recap on capacity is, um, hypothetically, you have $10,000 available um, in credit card limits. You want to use as little as that of that available money as possible. What that tells the credit bureau is that money's sitting there for you, and you only use it when you need to, not necessarily when you want to. Um, so for each percentage of your capacity that gets eaten up, 1% equates to roughly one point on your credit score. Okay. So that's a measurement for the credit rating agencies of your discipline. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and at least in one shape or manner it would be. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Um, and then um, there's uh, you want to be diversified also when it comes to uh, credit. When I say there, is there's 
three different areas. There's revolving credit, installment credit, and mortgage. Um, you don't want to have all credit cards and nothing else. Um, you want a good mix in there, maybe an auto loan and a credit card or two and a mortgage. That's a good mix. Um, too concentrated, uh, you don't get your full percentage for that area. That um, one mystifies me. but <laughs> Right, yeah. And believe me, I, I have no idea how they figure the points on that. They just give us percentages, yeah, right? That That's mysterious little... calculation yeah. we talked yeah. about before. They have a little black box on their desk. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It goes ding, ding, ding. Right, right. Yeah, but you get that credit score. Yeah. And that credit score has a major impact on what you pay for interest. That's a fact. The higher the score, the lower the interest rate, uh, no matter what product you No get. matter what. Right. Yep. So just curiosity, what, is there such a thing as a perfect score? Yes. Um, I want to mind you, listeners out there also, <laughs> that I believe there's 20-plus different types of scoring oh, models okay. that are out there. Um, at First Alliance, we use Equifax. Uh, that comes with an 850 That's the uh, highest cap. it could possibly yeah. be. Yep. And anything below a, what number is it, is considered poor credit where you're going to pay really, really high rates or not get the loan at all? Yeah, 620, 600. 620. Yep. Um, I think it goes all the way down to 350. I've yet to see that. Mm-hmm. Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. So it goes awfully low. But so obviously, I'm going to guess anything 800 and above is considered extraordinary. Mm-hmm. What's considered good? Um, at our financial institution, um, over 700 okay. is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You get your best rates at 720 and above. Okay. Yep. So there's a goal for somebody. Yeah, there is. If they go through the budgeting process, yeah. they can watch that credit score rise into that 700 range mm-hmm. and feel good about that. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. mortgage industry, they say 680 and above is really when you start to get favorable interest rates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So interest it's rate. not unattainable. Right. And you've mentioned before, Jenna, it's it's not a years and years long process if you decide to commit yourself to mm-hmm. doing this. This is something you can see a positive change in a matter of months, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, And a really good way to keep track of that is with our credit score tool that we have available in our mobile and online banking. Um, It shows you real time what your credit score is and it'll show you know, show you month to month what the changes are, give you a breakdown of those five categories that Troy just went through and where you're doing well and which category. So you can kind of gauge which categories you need to make improvements in. And then, I mean, obviously, we're here to help walk you through that. If if you are committed to improving your score, we'll, we'll walk you through that and help you make a plan. But I think that's so cool because if you, if you make these good money moves and yeah. you log on to the website and take advantage of the tools... On the budgetary tool, you're going to see a savings account probably, hopefully, Mm -hmm. tick up almost immediately. Mm -hmm. And then these other impacts Mm -hmm. that will have further positive impacts on your financial situation. Yeah. You really get to visually see your efforts in real time. It's really cool. Okay. We just recently covered the interest rates. In fact, that was just last week. Yeah. Troy was here last week. We talked about APR and APY and Mm -hmm. maybe a quick recap of how interest rates are decided and how that all determined is all determined on both the borrowing side and the lending side. Yeah. Let's start with the borrowing side. So on the borrowing side, um, we spoke about APR, which is annual percentage rate. Um, most of the time that's what you see um, plastered on advertisements and whatnot um, out there. And that's the amount of return that you'll get for depositing money. If you do not withdraw um, funds and your interest goes right back into that set account, 
you'll earn the APY, which is annual percentage yield. So it's compounding your interest. Mm-hmm. And as we pointed out, that's the really good one to watch. Right, yeah. right. So your APY is higher than your APR. Yeah. Um, on the loan side of the house, um, the higher the credit score, the lower the rate that you get. Um, and those interest rates are set uh, based upon a risk level. Um, and the risk level, um, depending on the collateral or the type of product that you have. Size of loan, all these different factors. Yeah. So it's, I mean, really just think about interest is essentially the price of money. And so depending on how you're going to be using or not using that money is kind of the, the interest rate you'll get. And the fun side to be on the equation is to build up some savings. It is. So you can have the First Alliance Credit Union pay you for the use of your money. Exactly. <laughs> Instead of the yeah. other way around. Watch yes. it grow. <laughs> and uh, I know we touched on um, identity theft and fraud a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, it's in the news all the time, obviously. Yes. And you can go back to the previous blogs and podcasts we've had, and we can talk about um, phishing, data breaches. Yeah. Pretexting all these different strategies to swipe your identity and commit fraud against you, and what you can do to have that not happen to you, to yes. not become a victim. Mm-hmm. And that's also available on the First Alliance Credit Union website as well. That's yeah. covered as well. We have tons of information, especially on our blog, about just ways to keep yourself protected um, from that. We have a great resource if you do become a victim of identity theft on our resource page that you can, it walks you through step by step how to recover your identity. It's a long process, but it's all there. It's very comprehensive. So if you're ready to make good money moves, improve your financial literacy, I'm positive that Jenna and the rest of the staff at the First Alliance Credit Union would be there to help you out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So go to the website, mm-hmm. stop by one of the branches. Yeah. Give you a phone call. All of that. All of it. All of <laughs> it. Send us an email. There you go. Well, until next time, Jenna and Troy, thanks a lot. Mm-hmm. Good Thank Money you. Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.